What's going on, everybody? It is Fabs here, back with the Believe Fantasy Football Show, and we are in week 11. Can you believe it? Next week is Thanksgiving. That's crazy town, man. I just feel like I was out giving out candy to the trick-or-treaters, and all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving, which means football, right? And we've not only got the three games on Turkey Day, but we also have the Black Friday game. That's next week. We still have week 11 here. Uh, a lot of really good matchups to look at, and we've actually got some really good primetime games, too. Bill Bengals Ravens. We're going to talk about that game. That one should be pretty good. I, I don't think Broncos Vikings is that bad to be honest with you. And then you got the, the creme de la creme on Monday night, Super Bowl uh, preview. Maybe it certainly is a Super Bowl rematch Eagles chiefs. And apparently uh, Taylor Swift's parents are going to be there, but I don't know if she's going to be there. I guess if the parents are there, she's got to be there. Right. Which is good for Kelsey. Anyways. Um, First off, we, of course, want to thank Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, they're all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online today. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. How about that? Once again, BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are going to start this week, Thursday night football, the Bengals, the Ravens, finally a good Thursday night game. Not some of these garbage Panthers bears games that we've had to deal with uh, for most of the season. This one's got a lot riding on it. A lot. AFC North, AFC postseason, lots riding on this game. And from a fantasy perspective, you've got a lot going on, but let's talk about the wagering aspect first. Uh, right now, the Ravens are a three and a half point favorite at home. Uh, they are at an over-under of 46, these two teams. The Bengals are plus 145 on the money line. The Ravens are at minus 175. Head-to-head, uh, since 2020, the Bengals are 4-3-1 and one against the spread against the Ravens. Games have gone over five times in those eight, including five of the last six. So keep that in mind. But then there's another trend that goes the complete opposite direction. So take it for what it's worth. The Bengals... Uh, are four and five against the spread this year. They're two and two on the road against the spread. Uh, they're 10 and five against the spread in their last 15 road games. And 10 of those games have gone under Ravens. They are five and four against the spread this year. They're three and two at home against the spread. They're five and eight against the spread in their last 13 home games. 10 of those games have gone under the total. So a, a little contrasting in terms of the trends there. Uh, obviously the must starts on the Cincinnati side, Jamar chase. I don't have Joe Burrow as a must start this week because I feel like if you have CJ Stroud or if you have Jared Goff, who we're going to talk about, those guys are better plays than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Uh, but Jamar is a must start. No brainer there. Burrow in six career games against Baltimore, almost 19 points per game on average, but only 16 points per game on average in Baltimore. And the Ravens have allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterback. So it's not a great matchup for Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, you're going to play him. 
13.6 points per game in 12 career games against the Ravens, 11.3 points per game in six games in Baltimore. So not as good on the road. Uh, and the Ravens, they're in the middle of the pack, 18.3 points per game allowed to running backs. Now let's get to the Ravens because there's not a lot of Bengals that you could trust. I mean, you could throw Tyler Boyd in the mix, certainly, uh, as a wide receiver two slash flex. In a deeper league, you can go with Trent Irwin, uh, no doubt about that. He had a touchdown last week, but he is a dart throw. And I don't know that I'd start any Bengals tight ends, especially because Tanner Hudson looked better than Irv Smith last week. Uh, for the Ravens, I mean, the only must-start, again, is Mark Andrews. I don't have Lamar as a must-start. You know Lamar Jackson has had three or four games with, with, with just awful numbers. Awful. He's been all or nothing. I don't think he's a must-start. I don't. I, if I've got Goff, if i got Stroud, if i got Dak, I'm sitting Lamar. I'm sitting him. But don't get crazy, all right? Don't sit him for Brock Purdy or Sam Howell, who, by the way, Sam Howell has been almost every bit as good as Lamar on a points-per-game basis. That's another story. Uh, Mark Andrews, 14.8 points per game in 10 career games against the Bengals, 13 points per game at home. And the Bengals have allowed the most, the second most points, excuse me, to tight ends. So he's a must start. That's a no brainer. Lamar, 19.9 points per game on average against the Bengals. Uh, basically the same at home, 19.6. So listen, I mean, I have him in my top eight, but there's some quarterbacks that I like better. Uh, and based on Lamar's lack of production lately, I don't think it's crazy to sit him if you've got some of those guys, Goff, Dak, Stroud. Uh, Gus Edwards, who's been a touchdown machine, he's averaged seven points per game in his career against uh, the Bengals. Eight and a half points per game in three home games against them. Uh, and this is not a not a great play. Edwards is probably a flex. Zay Flowers, 11.2 points per game this year. So he's been good. I mean, he's had some stinkers. Two of his last three games have not been great. The Bengals have allowed 34 points per game to wide receivers. That's the 15th most in the league. I think you could flex Zay Flowers in this one. Uh, so that's your look at the fantasy assets for tonight's matchup. Uh, let's go to our pal Jen Piacenti and her player props. The princess of props is always right on top of everything. You can find her over at Sports Illustrated, si.com slash fantasy. She likes Mark Andrews over 53 and a half receiving yards. She likes Odell Beckham Jr. over 26 and a half receiving yards, but he's a little banged up. So keep tabs on his status. And Joe Mixon over 21 and a half receiving yards. So she's into the receiving yard props for the game on Thursday night between the Bengals and the Ravens. For me, I've got Joe Burrow in some leagues. I don't love the matchup. I'm going to play him because they don't have better options. And I don't even have Joe Burrow in my top eight quarterbacks this week. He's kind of a back end QB1. It's not a good matchup. And Thursday night always scares me, always scares me. So again, you're going to probably start Burrow and Jackson in most cases, but if you have that trio, it at least in your mind warrants a conversation in your head. Who do you play? You know, Dak Pres Prescott's been the best quarterback in fantasy football for the last month. He's 20 points better than the second best quarterback in that time. And he's got Carolina this week. Now I know Carolina's defense is good on quarterbacks, but they can be had. And the Cowboys offense is playing really well right now. So uh, Tony Pollard, different story. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on. Let's, let's go to some DFS plays. 
for this weekend. Some of the bargains I like over at DraftKings, Kyler Murray is only $6,100. Brock Purdy's $5,800 against Tampa Bay at home. And Jordan Love, and I know Jordan Love drives you nuts. The numbers are not great. His floor has been kind of meh lately. But he's only $5,600 against the Chargers. The defense is not good against the pass. Running back bargains that I like. If Devon Achan is going to play, he's only $6,600 against the Raiders. That's, I mean, that's very reasonable. This is, I mean, listen, when he played, he was the best running back in fantasy football. Go look at the numbers. It's not hyperbole. I like Derrick Henry at $6,300 against the Jaguars. I like James Conner at $5,700 against the Texans. Wide receivers, Terry McLaurin against the Giants, who just gave up all the fantasy points of the Cowboys wide receivers last week, have nothing to play for. They are a JV team. They are. $5,800. Nico Collins against the Cardinals, $4,800. But Nico's a little bit, uh, excuse me, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. But he's been popping up on the injury report. I don't know if Nico Collins is coming back this week. Still too early. But Noah Brown's at $4,800. He's had two big games in a row. If he plays, he's worth it. And then Jaden Reed against the Chargers go in on a Packers. He's their best fantasy wide receiver. I mean, it's him and Dobbs. Christian Watson's not even in the mix right now. Uh, Jaden Reed's only four grand against the Lightning Bolts. The tight ends, let's stick with that game. Luke Musgrave, $3,600 against the Chargers. Tyler Conklin, who had seven catches for 70 yards last week, is $2,900 against Buffalo. And Buffalo can be had against tight ends. Uh, Michael Mayer, if you got to go wicked cheap, $2,700 against the Dolphins. Dolphins not great at uh, against the tight ends. Here's the players that I would fade this week in DFS play at DraftKings. And there's a lot of big names on this list. Josh Allen against the Jets, $8,200. No. Jets defense is good, folks. Really good. I I'm not going there. It's too expensive. Matt Stafford will be back. Good news for all of us who have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. But I don't love the $6,400 price tag. I believe he's more expensive than CJ Stroud. Or he's in the same ballpark. And that's crazy town. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 6000 Nope. Not going there. Show me something, Trevor. Show me something, pal. I'm not paying up for that. Running backs. I got I had Saquon Barkley on this list last week. I'm going to have him on this list again. 7100 bucks is too much. Their offense is trash. I don't care how bad the commander's defense is or not. I'm not paying that much money for Saquon. Uh, James Cook, 6100 bucks, Too expensive for me against New York. Rashad White, who's been bananas good for the last four weeks. Now he's got a roadie against the Niners. I don't think he's going to have much success on the ground. He's going to have to do it through the air, which he has. But he's $6,000. Not going to go there. Wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. 9100 bucks against Sauce and the Jets? Do not want. No, thank you. Adam Thielen against my beloveds, seventy-five hundred bucks. I wonder if that if that carriage is turning into a pumpkin here for Thielen. Because the last two games have been kind of meh, and you knew he was going to come crashing back down to earth at some point because the numbers he was putting up were not sustainable. And the Cowboys are really tough on wide receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper, that's the other big news. Deshaun Watson out for the year, and they're going to Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah. Uh, the last time he was in the mix, DTR was not good. Uh, I hope he improves. Not a great matchup against Pittsburgh. Amari Cooper is $6,200. I think he had two points the last time DTR started. 
So I'm not going there. Uh, tight ends that I'm fading. Evan Ingram against the Titans at 4,300 bucks. You'll find out why in the stardom and sit portion of the program, which is coming up. Najoku, 3,900 bucks. The last time he played the Steelers, he had fewer than eight points and DTR effect. And then Logan Thomas against the Giants, 3,700 bucks. Not going there. Uh, too expensive. Let's go back to that uh, Deshaun Watson loss. That hurts everyone in this offense. Now, I'm going to still play Jerome Ford. And again, I'll tell you why pretty soon when we get to the starts and sits. But this is a possible death blow for Amari Cooper. It's potentially a death blow for David Njoku. Now, they could go back to P.J. Walker. This is a playoff team. Their defense is good. The problem is they have, listen, neither one of these quarterbacks is going to get them to the promised land. And I wonder if they would have went after Carson Wentz if he didn't sign with the Rams. I do wonder that because they have a good team. They got a good enough team to, to win their division and go to the playoffs. And if they don't win the division, they still got a, a wild card team because of that defense. Um, I feel bad for Browns fans. I got a lot of good buddies who are Browns fans, but boy, from a fantasy perspective, is there anybody you can trust now? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'd be fading some of these Browns this week, especially against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, I don't know how the hell they do it. The opposition just outproduces them every week offensively, and they still win. I don't think that'll be the case this week with DTR under center. Um, let's go to the starts and sits for week 11. I'm starting Jared Goff. I told you to play him last week. He had a big game. This week, he's back at home at Ford Field. Sweet home to Trois. And he's got the Bears. This defense has allowed seven quarterbacks to beat them for over 18 points and six have gone over 20. This is the biggest no-brainer in the history of fantasy football. Jared Goff's a really good play. I like him better than Lamar. I like him better than Burrow. I like him better than Lawrence. I like him better than a lot of quarterbacks this week. Start Jared Goff. Dak Prescott, 94 fantasy points in his last four games combined. Do the math. That's really good. Um. Again, I told you the matchup's not great this week. Carolina's only allowed two quarterbacks to beat them for more than 15.4 points, but they haven't played a lot of great quarterbacks and Dak is playing great right now. So start Dak. CJ Stroud, he's been phenomenal. 826 yards passing and six touchdowns in his last two games. Now he's got the Cardinals. They've allowed 19 or more fantasy points to four quarterbacks. One of them was Daniel Jones. The only good game Daniel Jones had was against Arizona. Start C.J. Stroud. Uh, Brock Purdy against the Bucs. I told you to play him last week. 23.8 points. Buccaneers, seventh most points allowed to quarterbacks. So Purdy should look good this week. Or should I say Brock should look pretty good this week at home against the Buccaneers. I'd love to see the Buccaneers wear the old school Bruce the Buck Bucko Bruce helmets with the white uniforms, but uh, I will not get my I will not get my wish there. Uh, Sam Howell play him against the Giants. You know Sam Howell is the QB five, QB five this year, and I I had mentioned back in the preseason that there's been a streak of years where at least one second year quarterback has broken out. I thought it was going to be Kenny Pickett. <laughs> nice call there, Fabs. Um, it's been Sam Howell. And actually, Brock Purdy's been pretty good, too. But Sam Howell's got the Giants, who just got smoked by my beloved Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
Howell's a good play this week. He's he's a back-end QB1. Sits. I, I've got Lawrence as a sit. What, he's averaging fewer than 15 points a game. He's not even a top 15 fantasy quarterback. The Titans have a lot an average of fewer than 15 points to quarterbacks in the last four games. I'm not going there. Unless I'm in the Superflex League, I'm not playing Trevor Lawrence. Why? Waiting for the second half bounce back? I've waited 11, 10 weeks now. We're in week 11. It's enough already with Trevor Lawrence. I'm done. Show me something, dude. Then I'll start you. Russell Wilson. He's averaging 17 points a game. Sean Payton's done a fine job at Russell Wilson. He's back in our good graces. But Minnesota's averaging 15 points per game allowed to quarterbacks in the last four weeks. So for me, Russell's like a low QB1 type, a high QB2. Uh, Geno Smith, I told you to play him last week. He had his best game in a long time. Two touchdowns, 24 points, putting him back on the bench of the waiver wire against the Rams. The last time he played LA, 9.1 fantasy points, and that was in Seattle. So Geno's off the radar for me. Speaking of the Rams, Matthew Stafford, I'm going to fade him. He's back. That's good for Cooper Cup. It's good for Puka Nakua. If you're in a two QB league, you can play him, get it. But I mean, Seattle's held Stafford, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, a fewer than 15 points in games this year. So I, I don't love Stafford. And you, you know who's actually playing under the radar pretty good? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has scored 18 plus points in three straight games. That's good. But he's got the Niners this week on the road. They've allowed the third fewest points to quarterbacks. So Baker is a super flex option at best. But I got to give Baker credit, man. He's been better than I thought he would be. And in a fantasy sense, yeah, he's been a playable asset, especially because quarterbacks an S show this year. It's bad. All right, let's move on to the running backs. And this is not a homer call on my part. And I can't believe that I have to put Tony Pollard in this article because if you guys read the top of the article, it says like, I don't put fantasy superstars in there to start because it's obvious. You know, Tony Pollard has scored single digit points in five of his last six teams. This guy hasn't scored since the damn Clinton administration. I mean, touchdowns, where are you? I think he gets in the end zone this week against Carolina. 15 plus points allowed to eight running backs. Five have gone over 20. If Pollard can't do it this week, he ain't doing it. I'd buy low on Pollard for this game if you need a running back. And maybe that jump starts him. Still can't believe I had to talk about him. And Aaron Jones, too. Here's another guy. Aaron Jones is a one good game in his last five. One. That's it. I liked him last week against Pittsburgh. He buckus. He was worse than A.J. Dillon. But Chargers, double-digit points allowed to 10 running backs. Seven have scored over 16. Two have gone over 26. I'm playing Aaron Jones. But don't get it twisted. He's not a must-start every week. He's not. James Conner came back last week, had 16 touches. The Cardinals did sign Michael Carter. I don't think that's going to matter right now. He's got the Texans this week. They've allowed 11-plus points to 10 different backs, including four more than 17. So James Conner's an RB2. Brian Robinson, another stardom last week. Play him again against the Giants. Their defense is allowed four and a half yards a rush and the second most rushing yards. And they're allowing 23, and a half, uh, 23 points per game to backs. Brian Robinson's a, a very nice RB2 flex. And then I've got Jerome Ford here. And here's the reason why. The Browns have to run the ball with a rookie quarterback under center. You can run on the Steelers. The Steelers have allowed the eighth most scrimmage yards 
and almost 23 points per game, the running backs. So, I mean, listen, I mean, this defense is not awful against the run, but I think you can run on them, uh, especially when they're not at the big ketchup bottle. This game is in Cleveland, where the Browns are very good. They're going to have to use Jerome Ford. He's a flex this week. Uh, Ty Chandler also looks like Alexander Madison could be out this week. So uh, he's got the Broncos this week. Their defense has been much better lately, but volume, I still play Ty, uh, Ty Chandler this week if I need help. Running backs to sit, and I've got some big names on this list, folks. And I'm starting with Isaiah Pacheco. His last two games, he's been brutal. Fewer than seven points in each game. And now he's got the Eagles. Fewest fantasy points allowed, fewest rushing yards allowed. The only back that's beaten him for more than 15 points is Brees Hall. That's it. Eagles defense is good against backs. Here's what I do, though. Buy low on Pacheco now. The schedule gets better. Um, I don't love him against the Eagles, though. How could you? I, and I don't love Najee Harris this week. And Najee Harris has actually been good. He woke up, man. Four games in a row, double-digit points, 15-plus points in three of those games. But the Browns, they've allowed one touchdown and the fifth-fewest fantasy points to visiting running backs. They're good at home. Really good. I, I, you probably have to play Najee, but it's not as more than a flex. And I have Jalen Warren ranked higher than him this week. Uh, James Cook. Got benched last week. Ended up with a decent stat line still. Not great. Jets. Um, they held Cook to 46 rushing yards in the regular season opener. And Cook has scored single digits in four of his last six games. And he's only scored more than 12 points once during that time. He's a risky RB2 flex. Deontay Foreman against the Lions. I, I don't know for sure yet, but I think Khalil Herbert's got a good shot to come back. Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, he will have already been uh, activated from the injured list. Foreman's been good in two of his last four games, over 17 points, but a couple things. First, Herbert. Second, the Lions have given up 544 rushing yards and 3.6 yards per rush this year. That's it. That's it. And if Herbert comes back, Foreman's even worse of an option in fantasy. Uh, speaking of bad options, Chuba Hubbard against my beloveds. He's taken over the starting role in Carolina, but he hasn't really run with it. Fewer than eight points in two of his last three games. The Cowboys have allowed fewer than 18 points to running backs this year on average. And I think game script could be a problem for Hubbard. The Cowboys could kill this team. The Cowboys kill bad teams. We just can't be good teams. But bad teams, we'll smoke them. Smoke them. Uh, and I think that's going to be a problem for Chuba Hubbard this week. If the Cowboys are up big, they will not be able to run the ball at all. And although he could see some love as a pass catcher, uh, I, I don't want to live in that world. And Chuba Hubbard's not been great lately. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Let's go back to the NFC East and scary Terry McLaurin, who, I mean, he had a bad game last week. He only had 7.3 points, but typically he's been good. Typically his floor is maybe like 12. His ceiling is 18, 19. I like him this week against the Giants. The last time he played the Giants, he had 15 points. That was back in week seven. The Giants just gave up all the points to CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks. It's a good matchup for McLaurin. Home game for the Commanders. Brandon Ayuk, he only had three catches last week, but he had a touchdown and he had a decent stat line. I think he'll even be better this week against the Bucs. Uh, they've given up five touchdowns and the fifth most points to wide receivers over the last four weeks, including that game against the Texans where everybody scored against them. Uh, Christian Kirk, who's becoming a very popular stardom for me, uh, or has been most of the year. 
104 yards, 14 points last week. He's been much more reliable than Calvin Ridley, although I could see playing Ridley this week. The Niners, um, excuse me, the Titans. This is a game where I think Kirk is going to see a lot of targets. Uh, the Jaguars obviously played the Niners last week, which was in my head. Uh, Kirk has scored 20-plus points in two of three games against Tennessee, and the Titans have allowed the seventh most points to wide receivers. So Christian Kirk is a good play. Uh, how about Tank Dell? You want to talk about a kid who came out of nowhere? This kid's small, too. He's not a big guy. Not a big guy. 18-plus points, four of, four of his last seven games. Now, he is kind of all or nothing. In the games where he didn't score a big line, he was bad. But coming off a big game last week, Nico Collins is still banged up. I'm guessing Noah Brown will be good to go, but we'll find out. Cardinals, fifth most points allowed to the perimeter. And even though Dell is a smaller receiver, he's running more of his routes out wide. Uh, Corlin Sutton. You know, Corlin Sutton, we hadn't given him enough love. Not enough love. He is putting up pretty good numbers. Now he's not the, the high ceiling type guy, but his floor has been decent. And do you remember that catch he made last week? That was beautiful. You want to talk about toe drag swag. I mean, Jace Louise, how many wide receivers in the league could have made that catch? Beautiful catch for the touchdown against Buffalo. Uh, Corlin Sutton should be in your lineup against Minnesota. Wide receivers that you need to fade in DFS or maybe temper your expectations. I, I mentioned Adam Thielen in the DF portion, DFS portion. Uh, Cowboys, second fewest points allowed to wide receivers, fourth fewest points allowed to the slot. Get my drift? Uh, listen, I got to play him. I know you probably got to play him. Temper your expectations. George Pickens, told you not to play him last week. Um, not good. 18.6 points scored combined on 14 targets in the last three weeks. Deontay Johnson's return has hurt him. That was very predictable. Browns? are very tough at home against wide receivers. No touchdowns allowed, fewest points allowed to wide receivers in Cleveland. Fade George Pickens. Tyler Lockett, I don't love his matchup. Historically, he's not been great against the Rams either. And I get he's tough to sit. You probably got to play him. But the Rams defense has allowed four touchdowns and the ninth worst catch rate to wide receivers this year. Keep that in mind. Lockett has also been held under 12 points in five of his last seven games against the Rams, including three where he scored single digits. So he doesn't do well against LA historically. Gabe Davis, <clears throat> this guy will drive you nuts. I mean, you want to talk about all or nothing. Jeez Louise. It's either 20 or it's six. And he had zero points two weeks ago in a game. He's got the Jets this week. Maybe the best defensive backfield in the National Football League. The last time they faced Davis, he had two catches and 5.2 points. That was back in week one. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting Davis. And then Brandon Cooks. Listen, I love the Cowboys. And he had a massive game last year, last week. 173 yards and a touchdown. Scored over 30 fantasy points. This was like Brandon Cooks in his prime. But he's got the Panthers this week. Fourth fewest points allowed per game to wide receivers. Uh, I would pick up Brandon Cooks. I'm not sure I'd play him this week. Tough matchup. On to the tight ends. And this position is very thin, guys, which yeah, you already know that. Very thin position. My start of the week at tight end this week is Trey McBride, and I had him as a start last week. 
This kid's gone over 20 in two of his first three games without Zach Ertz. He's been great. Uh, you got Houston this week. Their defense has given up nine plus points to six tight ends, including Tanner Hudson, Kylan Granson, and Kate Otten. Not exactly the creme de la creme at tight end. And Kyler Murray's obviously got a thing for him. His first game back. Look at all those glorious targets. I'm also starting Dalton Kincaid. That's kind of low-hanging fruit, even against the Jets' tough defense. He's been great since Dawson Knox went down. I like Cole Komet. Now, Justin Fields is going to be back this week. That's good news. Very good news. The Bears are probably going to be behind in this game. Negative game script. That could be good news for Cole Komet. 17-plus points in two of his last three games. And the Lions have given up the seventh most points to tight ends. Cole Komet's in our starting lineup this week if we need help there. Luke Musgrave, who's available in a lot of leagues against the Lightning Bolts. 22.5 combined points in his last two games. Now, listen, you're rolling the dice with them. But the Chargers have allowed five tight ends to beat them for more than 10 points. And one of them scored 35.9. Now, that's Travis Kelsey, who, you know, he's Travis Kelsey. But I think Musgrave's a good play this week if you're in need at tight end. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, Tyler Conklin, also uh, startable assets. Guys that I would sit, I don't love Evan Ingram this week. Now, he's been mostly consistent. I get it. And tight ends and S show. I get it. The Titans, and I told you this last week with Kate Otten. Okay? One tight end has beaten them for more than double digits, or excuse me, has beaten them for double digits, and that's Mark Andrews. 10.9 points. That's it. That's the high watermark against Tennessee this year. Mark Andrews, 10.9. Beware Evan Ingram. Beware David Njoku, who's been awesome. Five of his last six games, 10-plus points. We'll take that all day long at tight end. Pittsburgh's defense, though, tough against that position. One touchdown allowed, fourth fewest points allowed, DTR starting. Beware Njoku. Don't love Logan Thomas either. Uh, he has failed to score double digits in four of his last five, averaging 8.6. I mean, okay, you'll take that. The ceiling's not great. The Giants, even though their defense is not good and they're a JV team at this point, two touchdowns allowed, and they've allowed the worst catch rate to tight ends at 58.3%. And then I mentioned Kate Otten. I'm not playing him against the Niners. I wouldn't play him last week. Niners defense... Just two tight ends have beaten them for double digits, and one was T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, so, Kate Otten is out of my lineups this week. I'm going to give you guys a little defensive love, too, because we're always looking for good defenses, streaming defensive options, and there are some pretty good choices out there, maybe on the waiver wire floating around. Uh, I like the Bills' defense this week against the Jets, even though the Bills' defense has not been great in terms of real football. Still a top 12 unit in fantasy. Commanders, their defense, again, not great. But they're playing Tommy Flippin' DeVito this week. And the Giants, Swiss cheese offensive line and Swiss cheese offense. Commanders are a good play this week. The Lions defense against Chicago, good play at Ford Field. The Dolphins against Aiden O'Connell, if you're looking for a streaming option. I, I still like the Browns defense against Pittsburgh, but you also got to like the Steelers against DTR. So keep them in mind. Defense is a sit this week. Eagles. You know the Eagles defense, as much as we talk about it, is not great in fantasy. It's not. It's not great in fantasy. 
I'm not playing them against the Chiefs, and I'm not playing the Chiefs against the Eagles. Uh, both teams score. They don't turn the ball over a ton. They don't allow a ton of sacks. Uh, it's just not a good matchup defensively uh, for either team. I don't love the Packers at Lambeau this week against the Lightning Bolts. Uh, and the the Broncos defense. I don't love jo- even though Joshua Dobbs has got a bad matchup this week. I'll say this. He's been playing really good. And I bet you the Cleveland Browns wish they hadn't traded him away <laughs> when they did. Uh, because they certainly could use him right now. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh when you're setting your lineups, there are some good streaming options out there at defense. So week 11, one last note before we let you guys go. Trade deadlines are all over the place. Maybe this week, maybe next week, but they're here. They're coming. Make sure you go back and listen to the Tuesday show with me and Bob Harris. We give you some players to go out and trade for and some players that you don't want to trade away even though they might be struggling like a Lamar Jackson. Uh, so make sure you keep that in mind. Go to si.com slash fantasy uh, for that list as well. For Jen Piacenti's player props, DFS plays, start them and sit them from yours truly, player rankings, all that good stuff over at si.com slash fantasy. And we got one more week until Turkey Day. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. I can't believe it. One more week. And we're talking about Thanksgiving already. Time flies, folks. Get those lineups set. Uh, Enjoy Bengals-Ravens. Enjoy the slate. We got some good games this week. And thanks for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Online. This is Fabs. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Good luck on all your fantasy football (laughs) matchups. 